We're good. Three, two, one. Go. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to Bagging Boardcast, episode number 268. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. And we're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways. The first being the Week in Geek, bringing you the top geek stories of the past week. Next is the list, the books that we are looking forward to, coming out July 8th, 2015. Then we follow that up with our weekly rotating main topic, and this week we're going to be talking about the comic book and the movie version of A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. And this is something that John brought to the table. Uh, yeah, the title should be John Has the Best of Intentions. <laughs> <laughs> Does it do you? Do you? Watch Ranjit yell at <laughs> for like 15 minutes in one scene. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> but it was Ranjit from How I Met Your Mother, right? Yeah. Oh, we'll get into that later. Uh, but first, okay. <laughs> other than, well, hey, we we need we need some beer to yeah. to rinse that experience out of our palate. And uh, what I'm drinking with John here is Laguanitas Citrus Innis Innis. Yeah, Citrus in Genesis. Citrus Innis Citrus Innis uh, This is a pale ale uh, with. Natural Blood Orange Juice. This is a refreshing summer beer, and unfortunately, it is their 2015 one-hitter series. So they're going to have it out now, and as soon as it's gone, it's gone. I am so glad that Lagunita has jumped back on our radar, mm-hmm. and we've just been buying everything we can, any new thing we see from them, because this is so delicious. You get that nice little tart orange with a little bit of sweet. Mm-hmm. It goes so great with that Pal Al. And you'd never know that it's almost 8%. It's 7.9%, and it's scary how good it is. It's really good. I have uh, I bought a six-pack, and I've, I have really cut back on my drinking during the, like, non-podcasting nights. Like, basically, podcasting is when the only time I drink. And, uh, Man, I, I only have two of these bottles left, not one, because I just split this with John, uh, because that's how good it is. I'm like, yeah. uh, should I shouldn't really drink, but just have one. No, come yeah. home and ten o'clock at night. Like, w- might as well. When, it's when's a, all you need? It's a calf nap. Little. It's my dinner. <laughs> I've had it for dinner. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Uh, and uh, Chris, Chris, what are you drinking, buddy? Uh, I'm actually drinking one from Magic Hat. This is their Electric Peel, which is a grapefruit IPA. Ooh. It sounds like what we're drinking. It's, it sounds like that, except it's not as good. Mm. This is an ale brewed with grapefruit peel and other natural flavors, and it's straight up like grapefruit peel. Like If you were to take the grapefruit out of your bowl at breakfast, turn it over... And then just take a bite out of that rind. So it's like a peel grapefruit. It's not like the uh, the Sculpin, the grapefruit IPA from Balance yeah. Point, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of what I wanted. Um, I have a, another IPA that's actually been brewed with blood orange that I'm going to be drinking next. Oh, mm. good. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that one a little bit more now. Um, I usually really like Magic Hat stuff, even if it's not a knockout beer. It's at least something that's drinkable. Uh, Did you see that the uh, wiki? I probably would go back to again. Wiki cat is back. I did not. Hmm. I would I would pick that up. This is a seasonal one too, so I picked it up from like the seasonal section of like the craft room six pack. So you're saying that this beer, Chris, is more appalling and less appealing? Yes, definitely. It's a Paul beer. (laughs) (laughs) 
You set yourself up. That was all you. Yeah. No, I went with appeal because he kept on saying it tastes like a peel. So. Well, that's. I mean, the name of it's electric peel. So. Mm-hmm. I. It was right on the label. I should. I like said. it when strippers say they're peelers. I, I enjoy that. You know. I don't know what that means. Like in burlesque dancing, they call it peeling, not so much stripping. I like it. I did not know that. We got peels over here. <laughs> That's for Left From Dead 1. That's like a decade old game now. It's like, <laughs> oh, man, I feel old. But talking about some stuff that's old, we have some movies that have been out for about a week now. Yeah. Uh, uh, le- Summer Movie Bracket Buster. Your update, your uh, almost weekly update. Ted 2 came out last week, and it did fairly well. Much, for much like everyone else at the uh, movie theaters, we promptly forgot about it, so we didn't talk about it last week. Pretty much. Uh, it went. It's going up in our bracket head-to-head versus Melissa McCarthy's Spy. Uh, Ted 2 broke it, <laughs> roped in. Brought in. There we go. Uh, $33 million its opening weekend, taking down Melissa McCarthy's Spy, which only brought in $29 million its opening weekend. So that puts it head-to-head with Mad Max Fury Road. Ooh. And guess what? There's no stopping that train or that car. There's a train in one of the movies. There's probably more than one vehicle uh, in Mad Max Fury Road. There's... A lot of vehicles in that movie. You can't stop any of them. They they might be out of water, but they're definitely not out of gasoline. Guzzoline. Guzzoline? They call it guzzoline. So, do Spy and Ted 2 have, like, the lowest opening weekends of any movies on the bracket, then? Uh, You know what? No, because we'll get to that later. The lowest one. Uh, Low... Uh, but let's finish up with this part of the bracket. Mad Max, uh, it's open, first week open, 63.4 million. Ted 2 has now completed its week and it brought in 47.3. So Mad Max moves on to face, uh, the, whoever comes out of that top area bracket. Ooh. We're still waiting for Mission Impossible, Man from Uncle, Fantastic Four, and Ant-Man all to come out, uh, from that top part of that bracket. The worst movie to uh, come out uh, might have been, let's see here, to, no, Weekend Gross. Uh, Tomorrowland also made 33, $33 million. Uh, We're still waiting for Pixels to come out. The worst movie was what came out this week, and that was Terminator Genesis. Finishing wow, really? It's opening weekend, and it is third <laughs> behind Jurassic Jeez. World and Inside Out. Wow. So two movies, both of which have been out for a couple of weeks now. Yeah. It's not doing as well as yeah. both. Yeah, 28, 28.7 million, and it goes right up against Jurassic World, <laughs> which beat it three weeks out uh, versus its opening <laughs> weekend. So even with uh, that, the, we know that Jurassic World, it, it, it is the onslaught killer. It's, it's, it's just going to steamrolled the rest of this bracket uh i I don't i don't have any strong desire to see terminator genesis but it doesn't look bad it looks good um i I think it doesn't look as good as salvation but even james cameron came out and was like hey you know what this is this is the next terminator movie that matters like don't pay attention to t3 or salvation or anything like this is kind of the sequel to terminator 2 they had plans to make this the first of a three-movie arc uh, on IMDb. They list two other movies, but it's getting some bad 
critical buzz. It oh, really, really is. Wow. Yeah. Um, what's interesting is like this didn't like open on like Wednesday. That's true. It did open up on Thursday. It opened, yeah, Thursday. Yeah, before the Fourth uh, of July weekend. Because I think that was like with Fourth of July being on a Saturday, probably. Mm-hmm hurt number i'd say it would hurt numbers but still it did less than people going yeah. to see jurassic park again uh even okay let's from from its opening weekend to, to opening day to now it's only brought in 44.1 million which is not enough to get it past jurassic park <laughs> yeah jurassic world which jurassic but world. nothing else nothing could get past avengers can't get past jurassic world yeah so jurassic world goes up against avengers well has Pan come out? Do we even know when Pan's coming no, out? No, Pan's out in, like, October. October now? It got pushed from the summer? Then we're dropping it from the... Yeah, it was... I looked it up the other day because I was like, did that come out already? Like, Or does it come out soon? Because I was like... I it got pushed. haven't heard anything about it, so oh, I was like... It was supposed to come out and It was supposed to come out originally in, uh, in the first week of August, and now it's got pushed back to, Oct- to October. So uh, we're going to... We were going to do extra points for picking a movie that could get pushed back. And <laughs> that didn't that do is it. pushed out of the summer, so therefore it automatically it DLs. It's disqualified. DQ'd. It's disqualified. Sit in the corner with Jupiter Ascendant. Yep. And G.I. G.I. Joe. Joe. Rise of uh, Cobra. Or the second one. Yeah. Uh, oh, Regenesis. Right. Yeah, that one got pushed back. Not Regenesis. Too. Retaliation. That was yeah. it. So, if, so we always have one. It gets pushed out of the summer. Well, I wonder if Pan got pushed back just because... It sucks. It's not going to do anywhere near as much business as everything else that's coming out, and they kind of knew that, so they're putting it into that kind of empty field of... And try to get some buzz around it, hopefully, where it's not swallowed up by every other movie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, like, Inside Out is even doing that well still, that's probably going to be the family movie until... Minions comes out. I don't think Pixels is going to do mm-hmm. much of anything. And talking you about... Know, they're, they're still marketing that hard, but, but Minions, man. Yep, Minions comes out next week, July 10th. Uh, followed by July 17th, we see Ant-Man being released. July 24th, Pixels. And then July 20th, uh, July 31st, Mission Impossible. And that will wrap us up for July. And uh, we're getting pretty close to the end. Because Jurassic World is just... Sitting there, waiting. Waiting for what comes out of that bottom part of that bracket. Uh, I'm still looking forward to Ant-Man, especially because now that it had its uh, premiere and starting to get some reviews of it, it's sounds like it's going to do pretty well. It's got a lot of good buzz behind it. <laughs> yeah. And they're starting even to... James, James Gunn even was like, this, mo- this movie's a blast. Like, it's a lot of fun. And it's and the guy that makes Guardians of the Galaxy, which was... Everyone's favorite Marvel movie, like uh, your offering. I I feel good about Ant Man. Yeah, and a uh, little news about Guardians of the Galaxy. We've gotten the title for the second movie, which is going to be Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. And uh, it looks like they're also planning on putting out uh, another. Uh, album to go with it mm-hmm. okay yeah because i was about to ask what when when uh at the very end the stinger when he pops in the mixtape was it mixtape of awesome number two volume two yep. yeah okay yeah, so it's volume two okay so that makes sense that they would call it okay volume two 
Yeah, and it seems like um, from what Chris Pratt has said, it's got a lot of heart. When they went and did a table reading, like <laughs> a lot of people are getting teared up with certain scenes. Oh man, tearing up! Yeah, it's not what you're looking for in a Guardians movie. I'm tearing I'm up. Looking forward to it. Like mm-hmm. being in Orlando right now at uh, Downtown Disney, they recently opened up a new store, and it's all themed after Marvel superheroes. Like, so you go in there, and it's. T-shirts, action figures, uh, trade paperbacks. Mm-hmm. But when you walk in, the table right in front of you is all Ant-Man. And then if you turn right, everything in the corner, it's all Guardians of the Galaxy still. Hmm. So people are still frequently in that corner of the store because Lexi and I go in there pretty much every time we're in downtown Disney. Um, so, that, I mean, that movie still has legs. Yeah. I think it, it, it had its ability yeah. to touch everybody. Like, yeah, you know. it rooted right into it. It grew. It grew on us, much like Root. Ooh. I'm going to keep on trying. There you go. Team Dad you joke. Go, you, you go for it. Uh, but we really don't have too much other news. Uh, San Diego Comic-Con's this weekend, so yep, a lot of stuff will probably be coming out of that. Just don't expect anything from Sony, Marvel Studios, or there's someone else that's skipping out on it because they really don't have anything to talk about. Marvel's is skipping out, really? Yeah, they're not yeah. doing it. Well, um, it's all Kevin Star Wars, Feige right? Came, Kevin Feige came out and said, "Like, hey, you know what? We we don't have anything to talk about because we pretty much gave everyone everything they need to know through 2019." Um, but rumor has it that they're going to have some stuff at the D23 Expo this okay. year, like yeah. There's going to be a day of Marvel, a day of Star Wars. Yeah. Um, so for announcements and sneak peeks at things. So is Marvel Studios now going to do like basically the Nintendo thing, being like, no, we don't go to E3. We have our Nintendo Direct digital conference before E3, so we're not really there. And then we do our Nintendo Treehouse things, and we we tell our fans what they need to know. Well, on her own, we they, don't go. They to did these. that so people stop buying their product, and now uh, they show up at E3. No, they didn't. They technically still weren't at E3. They did their Nintendo Direct before E3 started, and they weren't actually there. They did a like a, but they still had online playing, press conference. They still had people playing their games coming out, and had people playing the Mario Builder there. Outside of E3, at hotels though, like not at the actual. But it's reference. still right. It's but still that's, that's the stupid. That's what I'm saying. Are they going to be this yeah. stupid where they like? Well, we don't go to Comic Con a- anymore, but you know, uh, down the street, like five miles away, we're going to do a special sneak peek of uh, this uh, Captain America three at this theater. If you want to, you know, for think, the press. And I think with I, I think it's strictly a case of like. They really don't need to try to get into those huge halls because they did their own release event back in October. Like they announced everything that they have coming out, and mm-hmm. you can't. They already talked about, hey, we've got we've got Spider Man. Like that would have been a huge announcement, but you know what? They they came out and did it right off the bat. Yeah, and also it's grown so much that give 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 people that chance to go who are waiting in that line for one thing, go let them go get the other thing that they really want to get or go see. Because mm-hmm. it's just so booming, it's so crazy right. at, the, at San Diego Comic-Con these days. Which I guess it's going to stay in San Diego till 2018, and then it might move somewhere else. Well, 
those kind of conventions, they always have, like, deals written out for a number of years. Uh, so, it always, uh, they are always like, oh, you know, we might need some more tax money, tax breaks to do this here, or we need, you know, more X amount of space and more privilege parking and X and Y, Z, yeah. you know. It's, it's all politics and bullshit. It's all a bunch of bullshit, pretty much. <laughs> Negotiation stuff. And speaking about bullshit, how about the comic books we're looking forward to coming out hey, next week? Those are all great. Oh, okay. That's why we're here. <laughs> we wouldn't be in this hot, sweaty room talking about <laughs> all this stuff. It wasn't for the comic books coming out July 8th, 2015. You guys should totally be here. There's air conditioning. It's awesome. <laughs> I have air conditioning, too, but it's loud, so we, we, we have it off for the podcast. Um, all right. I'm looking forward to what Chris is looking forward to this week. Chris, what are you looking forward to? Hey, I'm actually looking forward to a book that Paul's probably going to be looking forward to. Uh, this is spinning out of Marvel's Secret Wars event, and this is Civil War number one. Hmm. Um, this is written by Charles Soule, with art by Lemel Francis Yu. And this takes place in a corner of Battle World where the Civil War never ended. It's been going on for the past six years, so, so it's kind of like known as a war zone now. Hmm. Uh, it is the Civil War that never ends. <laughs> Yes, it goes on and on, my friends. You think Captain America surrendered, but he really did not. So he did not get shot by... Oh, what was her name? It wasn't Maria Hill. It was uh, uh, Carter. Sharon yeah, Carter. sure. Yeah. Ow, I just kicked my table. <laughs> that was. Dumb. That would have been great if I could have remembered that and gotten into that song <laughs> and just kept going. Oh, I'm kind of upset with myself, but I'm also glad it ended. That's okay. Because, Paul, there's another book you're looking forward to. That is very true. Uh, something fun and zany, and that is Starfire, uh, number two. And it's not only because she has a midriff, even though, you know, it's adorable. Thanks, John, because I cannot make that sound. Yeah, I can't um, do that sound either. And this is uh, following, we talked about it uh, two weeks ago, or last week. Was it last week? For, yeah, yeah our yeah, look, back, look back. The, our number one. Uh, I think we all really enjoyed it. Um, not, you know, it's that and Bizarro are my two books from uh, DCU uh, that I'm really enjoying right now. I do want to pick up more of their books. Oh, and something we didn't talk about in the look back: uh, the all new, all different Marvel free issue came out last week. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, so we can look and start planning out which for the the uh, draft 45 all new, all different titles coming out for Marvel. Uh, we're going to rank them for you, listeners, by doing a draft. No drafts. Well, do you want to do that next week? Ooh, next week. We, we'll need time. Cause, we yeah, have a week. We do have a week. <laughs> but we'll, we'll need to get here early to start recording. That's all I'm saying. I should be able to do that. I don't have to work. All right. So let's plan that for next week. Uh, listeners, what we're going to do is uh, draft. I kind of want everybody to email us with their dra- with their like top five to see if we value the same thing our listeners do. Uh, without, But I don't want to see that until after we draft. Okay. I well, don't know how we would do it. Uh, email us and say, don't read till after, after uh, yeah, just, the 11th or whatever date just, that would be. Yeah, send your top five books that you're looking forward to from the all-new, all-different Marvel Universe. And then just in the subject line, put all new and after mm-hmm. we record we'll take a look at that and see how you guys meshed up with us yeah we'll talk about it in the mm-hmm. news the following week yeah 
and we'll see which one of us is the winner. Who had the best draft? Ooh, yeah, that's smart. I like that. Mm-hmm. All right. But and John, if they, if they want to be overachievers and list all 45, they totally could. <laughs> overachievers. Uh, well, I like to pick up uh, different unique things and go, why did I do this? So I'm picking up Born Home uh, from American Gothic Press, written by Paul Tobin and art by... Jeff Johnson. And this book uh, takes place in a world where um, people have been terraforming different worlds, and those worlds have, after a while, become these dead worlds that wouldn't be able to hold those terraforming. And uh, the book centers around a Captain Langer who crash lands on one of these planets and discovers that uh, he may there may be inhabitants that he has to fight off to try to get off this planet. Um, seemed interesting, seemed cool. I like different and kind of creative sounding books, even though I'm always disappointed in them. Uh, but I will be <laughs> picking up this one. There you go. Because I always have the best intentions. While you're picking up that book, I think it's time for me to pick up another beer. Ooh. We are already drinking our other beer. John, what is it? Uh, this is from Wolvers, their organic ales, and this is their wildflower wheat. This is brewed with pure organic honey, and uh, we should have had this before the grapefruit, because that grapefruit flavor is washing out that really wonderful uh, honey flavor from this beer. Um, I had this a couple nights ago. Really, really, really liked it. The honey was there, popped. Mm-hmm. Really, really nice. I'm uh, getting all of that still, even with that, you know, the citrus. Really? I'm still getting a lot, a lot of nice sweetness. Maybe it was more for you in your memory, and uh, but this is still really enjoyable. This is what I look for in a honey wheat beer. This is, it's got a nice, that really round mouthfeel to it from what I expect from a wheat. And a really nice honey flavor. Mm-hmm. That honey just really comes out. And it doesn't. It it tastes like real honey, not like mm-hmm. a honey flavor or yeah, just kind of. And you know me and honey. I love honey. You love your honey. Like the honey straws. If I'm at a farmer's market, I will buy like eight, ten dozen honey straws, and I will just like shoot them. Have you ever had creamed honey? No. Oh, what's creamed honey? Cream honey is delicious, and I will bring you some creamed honey. I, I don't even. Does it does it have like dairy in it i don't know it's just creamier it's like yeah, um, is it just like whipped or it's kind of like a whipped honey or it's like a almost like a honey paste um i'll bring you some okay i really like it. i love it like i'll just brew a hot cup of water and put the honey in there and just and drink just the drink water it. yeah nice yeah i like it mm. i hope chris likes this more than he liked his last beer i do and Magic Hat, you got to call the people over at Funky Buddha Brewery and ask what they did to make their more Moro, their Blood Orange IPA, so damn good. Um, again, this is an IPA with Blood Orange juice in it, and it's wonderful. It's got a nice little bit of a, a citrus peel bite to it, but it's not completely overpowering like you get from the electric peel. Mm-hmm. Uh, very nice. And they say it's savage citrus flavor. Ooh. And they ceremoniously slaughtered heaps of crimson-fleshed morrow fruit to retrieve its delicious ichor. 
Orange's Ura Notice. I like this beer, and I saw a couple other things from Funky Buddha there, but I never heard of them before today. Uh, they're actually from Oakland Park, Florida, which I don't know where that is. I'm still learning my way around here, but this is a brewery I would definitely be willing to check out more from. Nice. Well, when uh, we come down to visit, you'll have to take us there if it's mm-hmm. close enough. Hey, that sounds good. And if not, then at least we can uh, search out Cigar City or Sea Dog because Sea Dog's on the way to the Disney World, so I know right where that is. Nice. Uh, Cigar City, finding some brews from them would be great. Um, um, the other night, uh, Lexi and I had one from Cigar City. It was their Florida Cracker. It's a. Uh, it was like a farmhouse like white ale that was really good uh chris do you know what a florida cracker is what is it it is a ranch hand it is a cowboy uh they it's not referring to whiteies it's actually referring to the crack of the whip so you're they were crack you know uh there was actually cattle ranchers in florida for the longest time so a florida cracker is just a cowboy good to know yep but we're not just a podcast, Paul. No, no. And I have to apologize to listeners. If you hear fire, if you hear banging in the background and crack and uh, New York crackers, that's fireworks. Uh, we're recording the day after Fourth of July. We we still have apparently my neighbors still have some to fire off. So that's hey. what's happening. So. I remember a week after Fourth of July, I was trying to watch the movie, and these assholes down the street were firing off fireworks. That was me. <laughs> That was me. I was getting really annoyed. And then somebody called the cops, and I was really happy that yep. the cops got called on those assholes. Mm-hmm. Our buddy just got engaged, by the way. That's why we were firing off the fireworks. Sure. Party. sure. We're not just a podcast. We offer you behind-the-scenes stories like that one. <laughs> but also, we offer dramatic readings. And now, a dramatic reading. Of We Stand on Guard, number one, page eight, panel six. Whatever happens, you never leave her side. That was a dramatic reading. He threw the A as an ad lib because it's Canada. It's Canadian. (laughs) A? What what was that dramatic reading from, Chris? I'm sorry. That's okay. Dramatic reading from We Stand on Guard. No, no, no. Do it in the voice. You have to do it in the and voice. Dramatic reading from We Stand on Guard. Number one. Page eight. Panel six. Then that's the best comic book we read <laughs> from this episode. Because uh, we're going into our main topic now, uh, where we read the issues one and two. Of a girl walks home alone at night, uh, which is the lead-in to the movie that's on Netflix right now. A girl walks home alone at night. Yeah, and if you want to do yourself a favor, uh, don't. <laughs> Just don't. Yeah. Don't. Uh, I'm glad I only spent $2 for issue one and two. Uh, this is written Both by... of them together or $2 a piece? No, it was 99 cents okay. each. Yeah. Uh, and this, um, the movie is written and directed, and the comic book is written by Anna Lily Ampor. Anna Poor. Uh, and then the art in the comic book is written by Michael DeWeiss. DeWeiss? The art is written by or drawn? Drawn by. Okay. Uh, 
it's definitely an indie book. That's yeah. Uh, the first few as soon as you pop it open. The first few panels, I'm like, oh my goodness, it's another one of these damn indie books that the person just read The Watchmen and just wants to do that because it's you know this kind of a Rorschach journal. Looking out in the streets of the city, and the city sucks, and I hate the city, and why am I even here, and what am I going to do? But she's a vampire. Yeah. She's like, she's not Rorschach, she's a vampire, and she's still saying the same thing, you know. Yeah. Well, she lives in Bad City. She lives in Bad City. Well, no, no. This is before she gets to Bad City. She's just no, some... Issue, this, she's in... This is issue ba- one, this is she's... Ba- issue one, she's in Bad City. Issue oh, two is like a prequel. Okay. Is the prequel to issue one, where she yeah she's like in Paris and then she's she the gets to Bad City and, yeah and then she goes to Bad City. But uh, it's black and white, and uh, Amy Lee Annapore does uh, very little writing. Very little writing. It, yeah, it, it feels it's om- a really quick read. It feels almost like um, like middle school poetry. More well-written than middle school poetry, but it's almost that same kind of thing. Like, it's it's just uh, free-form, just a stream of consciousness almost writing. And it's really quick. Uh, I'm not sure what's going on. You know, it's a vampire attacking people. And, 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 it's, a, it's a vampire attacking bad people. And yeah. also riding around on skateboards because she's cool. Yeah, which is really weird. She stole it from the kid, right? That in the movie, it's like... Chris, I lost you there. You said uh, you see it in the movie, and then all uh, the internet happened. Uh, the internet uh, did it, not agree with you. It's really weird mm-hmm. in the comic book, and it's even weirder in motion on film. Uh, yeah, and it's because the director's a big skateboarder. <gasps> she loves skateboarding, so she added that in. Uh, also, wait, how did he find that out? You gotta tell me. Like, how do you know that? He called her up and she's like, <laughs> I like to skateboard. I like to skateboard. <laughs> like, how do you know this? Like, no, I'm interested. How, how you. Uh, it was in, um, IMDb in the trivia section. Oh, okay. <laughs> she like, did, she's like, she did, the director did all the skateboarding scenes in the movie, too. Uh, but yes. <laughs> Uh, this is also in 2011. She made a short film, mm-hmm. which I believe after the short film, and she was making it into a feature film. Mm-hmm. She wrote the comic book to tie into that. So what you're seeing in the comic book is what you basically saw in the short um, mm. with issue one. In the movie, she flushes a lot of things out. She has to add more characters, yep. she, and uh, none of it matters. No. It's also in Persian. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. It, when you look... Yeah, 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 yeah. When, when I look at the license plate and not anything written, I'm like, oh, that's some sort of Arabic. Yeah. Uh, but also, when you go to Netflix and see if there is English uh, dubbing, it says that if the language is Persian. Hmm, Persian. I, I'm just, you know, so, uh, my, you know, not... Wordly enough to realize that Persian is an actual language. Yeah, I didn't know that either. I'm like, <laughs> you mean Arabic? No, no, Persian, Paul. Persian. It's, it's its own language. Uh, are we saying it's Persian like we say that things are Mexican? <laughs> like, you know, oh, they speak the Mexican? They speak Mexican. Oh, because we're horrible white people. Horrible. Uh, 
the reason I the reason I said oh we should do this is because this movie was on a lot of lists of of different people saying it was a great it was a great movie one of the better vampire movies you've seen in X amount of years you know say, these are all people that probably didn't see Let the Right One In which is very similar and much better done oh, so you, much. you know what uh, the difference is is the people that made this list are really heavy into the drug culture. And they were like, oh, yeah, drug culture plus vampire, man. That's cool. Yeah, they also called it a western. It was a vampire western. Uh, well, she goes to Bad Town. <laughs> I don't know. And she's, she, robbing, she's robbing people. She's stealing people's she's jewelry. She's the Robin Hood of the... The, the the vampire set yeah it's really odd you never really learn or know anything or care about, about any of the characters yeah the, that was the big thing for me at no point in the movie or even the comic which I don't know how many issues there are of the book we only read the there's first only two. there's only two <laughs> okay so yeah there's really not anything to make you care about anybody that's actually my favorite part of the book is that there's only two issues. <laughs> Uh, and, and then and, you can uh, read both of them in one minute. Yes. I'm yeah, like, 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 oh, I gotta sit down here and page. do this. And I'm like, oh, it's, it's very God. stark. I mean, for an indie book, the artwork's not bad. Like, no. it's all black and white, and it's a very stark, heavy black. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like no cross hatching or shading. It's like either what you're looking at is black or white. Um, and it took me into like the second issue to be like, okay, you know what? The book actually looks pretty decent. Mm hmm. But at no point did I really get drawn into it In, or want to read any more. No. And then this morning when I was actually watching the movie, if we didn't have to talk about it for the show, I probably wouldn't have watched anything after the first like 12 minutes of it. I, I agree. I watched it after coming home from work, and I'm like, I, I need to watch this. And I just kept on falling asleep during it. But luckily, I fell asleep on the couch watching it, not in the bed, because I kept on waking up, looking up, watching like three minutes, me like, oh, nothing happened. Yeah, falling back to sleep. They, they could waking up forty five minutes out of that movie because I don't need to see like two people sitting in a car, for, like, yeah, five minutes in one scene, and the whole time I'm watching, I'm just like, look at that cat. Yeah, they can't so behaved in a car. At the very like, end, I was yeah that that was that's that's stuff that's going through my mind as I'm watching this movie, and I'm like, I'm so far removed from everything that's happening in this movie that I'm just watching this fat white cat, like thinking like, just sitting there. How does the cat just sit there? Yeah, yeah. it it's it's so indie. It's beyond indie, and mm-hmm. I mean it's like. It's almost like a, the indiest of French films ever made because nothing happens in it. Mm-hmm. You aren't sure what's going on, but sometimes you're like, "Well, that kind of looks visually. That looks kind of cool." And there are a couple parts that made me laugh, like when the one, the guy's uh, high on ecstasy and he can't walk, so she pushes him home on a, on the skateboard. <laughs> uh, and then when she was, um, I saw him take the ecstasy. I saw him meet the girl and say he's Dracula, and then I fell asleep again. <laughs> well, you, you didn't miss anything because at basically at that point she pushes him home on a skateboard. Oh, yeah, okay. Because I'm like, oh, that's kind of funny because she's a vampire. <laughs> and, 
and then and then he wakes up, and then there's like a ten minute scene of her putting a record on. Huh. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I understand. Like it's the girl who lives in solitude. She's a vampire, and here's this dude that she likes and likes. But why does she like him? No, we don't know. And why does he like her? We don't know. They say like three words to each other in the whole movie. Yeah. Okay. So it's not that I fell asleep and missed it. No, it just never happens. And did you get to see the really cool part where he pierces her ears? Uh, yeah. Okay. Was that his family jewelry? Like, what was that from? No, he stole those. He stole them from where? From the girl's house that he was gardening at. He's gardening? I... There's so much of this movie. You didn't miss anything. Oh, so much. Uh, He's a gardener? I can watch it now. (laughs) Well, he had to work 5,000 days to earn enough money to buy that car. That's true. It was a really nice car. Uh, Yeah, that was the director's father's car. Hmm. (laughs) Thank you, IMDb. Uh, No, I I learned that somewhere else. (laughs) You did way too much research for this. (laughs) I needed to know something because there was nothing to talk about this except for... No, don't it's do moody. It. It's a lot of drug reverend, drug culture in it. No, there, and, there's, <laughs> there's like one and thing. Ran, drug dealer. Ran your mother was his dad, who was us hooked. They they do ecstasy. He, he shoots heroin. Drugs and uh, his mm-hmm. feet. This gives Indian. Which okay, I'm I'm gonna cut you off for one second, John, because I'm so far removed from drug culture that I'm like, oh, people put drugs in. Into their feet makes sense. That way, people don't see it. Yeah, I got that. You shoot. I'm like between the clever way to go, Ranji. Between the toes, where nobody knows. Everybody knows that rhyme. Oh, apparently I don't. I didn't. Uh, You didn't go to frontier. (laughs) (laughs) Heroin high. Heroin high. Uh, but there are. This gives indie movies and indie books like a almost a bad name because there's so much indie things that are out there that you can easily watch and be like wow wow great movie like so interesting they really did that i wish they had a a better budget Mm -hmm. to make it look good this movie looked good visually it was done in black and white it looked good but the movie didn't ask to do anything no they weren't asked to do anything They had well, enough. The they like, had enough money to have a singer, singer, cinematographer to do a good job to make that movie look great. Well, when I went to go start watching it on Netflix, I saw it was at like almost like four and a half stars, and I was like, oh, "What?" Okay, so the yeah, so I was like, "Okay, the movie's going to be a lot better than the comic that I just read." And then I was just like, "Nope." Yeah. No. Nope. Yeah, I was fooled too. <laughs> by seeing and, this movie everywhere and the vi- like the visual for the cover is uh even on the books it's like red with black and mm-hmm. white and the image of her and kind of that burka cape thing that she's mm-hmm. wearing yeah. all See, the women go out with covered heads you know it just no hurts. nobody else is, like no no even the even the prostitute that walks the street has a covered head like i thought she wears a scarf wearing, over her she's head. wearing a scarf yeah yeah looks like a hajib Mm -hmm. Uh, but it was like all very interesting looking and it kind of makes you go ooh that seems cool that seems different that's a really cool imagery 
And even the covers of the comic book have a really cool look to it. But, but it's not replicated at all. In the in the movie, no, not at all. And the whole time I was watching this, I was just thinking, this is pretty similar to Let the Right One In. And then what was the American remake titled? I think it was the same title. Yeah. It, it, it was, like, slightly different. They changed, like, a word. Or let me word in. Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let me in. It, the whole time I was watching this, I was like, well, that's so similar. And it was done so much better. Like, I would rather watch either one of those movies. Yeah. And the American version was uh, was a good was a good replica. I mean, mm-hmm. it was pretty bad because we watched both of them like back to back. And you're like, why did they even bother remaking this? If exactly, they don't do anything it, different. They're doing it scene to scene. Mm-hmm. Well, there's always those people that aren't going to watch a foreign a movie, movie because it's it's foreign, you know. Yeah, but who's going to watch that movie? Either you know that oh now that it's in American, we'll watch it. Like, I don't know. I, well, they might people just might not pay attention to like foreign cinema. You know, mm-hmm. that's true. That's true. But the people that are finding this is are, they're finding it online and on you know services like Netflix. They're not going to find it and because they're giving it four they and, and a half stars. They, they didn't see it on you know at the Megaplex. You know. Yeah, it's just. I. It was a nice nap, interrupted. (laughs) Interrupted by you waking up, going, "What's going on? (laughs) Nothing." Going back. Why is she harassing the small kid, asking if he's a he's a good boy, and And then then steals a skateboard? And then steals a skateboard. Are you a good boy? I'm going to ask you one more time. Are you a good boy? I'm going to one more time. I'm going to ask you. She said that like three times ago. I'm just sorry, leave this kid alone. Kid, he just peed his pants. What kid's kid skateboarding wearing a turtleneck and a tweed jacket? That's what I want to know. Uh, it's Good boys. It's a tweed jacket <laughs> that he found someplace off a homeless person because it's full of holes, it seemed. Like, uh, and how about before we wrap anything up, we talk about this final beer that Paul and I have. Chris, I'm not sure if you got a third one, but... Uh, I'm, I'm still on my second beer. I, I do have a third one, but I'm, I'm not ready yet. All right. Well, uh, we're going to wrap this show on a good note. And this is uh, Rogue. Yeah, this is... I'm sorry. This is how I started my day off, guys. I woke up and watched this movie. See, I fell asleep two days ago. Uh, Friday. Thursday or Friday. Watching this movie and falling asleep. So yeah. I, I came home on a, a Friday Thursday. after a party that I left because I was like, I got to watch this movie for the podcast. Uh, watched half of it and was like, I gotta go to bed. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> and then finished watching it today. Ugh. Uh, but what's good is uh, Rogue Breweries, their Voodoo Donut series. Uh, we often talk about this whenever they come out with a new one. We were a big fan of their pr- uh, pretzel, the peanut, butter, peanut butter, pretzel, jelly, chocolate. Whatever, yeah, whatever Pretzel it was. one was really good because it had that really good pretzel taste to it. And it, you got all the flavors, like, mm-hmm. on your tongue. You got yeah. that peanut butter, raspberry, pretzel, like, it was all there. Uh, and m- one of my favorite donuts, if uh, listeners here are listening and want to send me, uh, send us uh, crawlers, always do. Uh, <laughs> you can send crawlers at uh, care of Paul at com over at, uh, just email us and I'll let, us, let you know where to send your great crawlers. Uh, this is the Lemon Chiffon Crawler Ale. From Voodoo Breweries Donut Series, so uh, nice lemon, 
nice, nice lemon. sweetness. And it has that, like you just took a bite of a crawler, but it's liquid. Like it has that doughy kind of taste to it at the end. Uh, if this is what shandies taste like to people, I understand why they <laughs> like it. Because I'm not a shandy fan at all, but this lemon flavored beer yeah. is delicious. Well, it's yeah, not. That, it, it's a good tart lemon on there, mm-hmm. but then there's still like a little bit of a richness behind it. Yeah. yeah it's a tart lemon, and it's not that sugar sweet lemon. Yeah. It's not a lemonade. Slash beer, it's it's different. It has that, it's a tartness. Yeah, exactly, Chris. Thank you. Thank you. I I, I thought we had that on the show, but that might have just been something that I think you might have gotten that. I had yeah last year or while you were in Michigan. I'm definitely topping this uh, thing off and drinking the rest of the bottle some other time. Yeah, so it's delicious. You can. Uh, so good. You it's, should. It, it's also dedicated to uh, Trace and Cat Daddy. Hmm. Well, Cat Daddy, he loves his crawlers, much like me. Mm. Wait, was Ranjit Cat Daddy? <laughs> he could have been Cat Daddy. Mm-hmm. This was only this was made with thirteen uh, ingredients too. Hmm. Yum. Very good. Uh, our podcast is made with uh, four top, uh, three main topics, and, and then three co-hosts. Three co-hosts. So nine ingredients, plus the the tenth being beer, eleventh mm. being love. And if you love us, you well, should show your love. Sodium. Hmm. Oh, always sodium. Oh, so, so much sodium. So high in sodium. <laughs> so high. We're horrible for your heart. Uh, but if your heart can withstand us and you, you can find room for us in your heart, you should show that love uh, on the iTunes. Go to iTunes and rate and review our podcast. We got some more ratings. We want to quick uh, get over that thirty rating hump. Uh, and give us a written review because I love reading them, and we love, we love those. reading them mm-hmm. live on the show. And make sure you check out the show notes for this issue or this episode. I just don't know why we didn't call these issues when we first started recording. It makes so much sense. We're a po- comic book podcast. We weren't that smart then, right? But let us know what you think about this episode on the show notes, and we also have the show notes for past episodes as well, where you can see what we're drinking. What we're reading and read along with those wonderful dramatic reading panels as well and you can also check out our instagram our twitter our footsie that thing (laughs) paul said (laughs) our periscope yeah oh and while you're on the uh website beggingboard.com make sure you hit that amazon link anything you buy after you follow that link we get a small portion of the proceeds from that and that helps us out a little bit and you pay nothing more it's amazon that gives us that money not you yeah so it's, we appreciate advertising paul, yeah. paul and i just bought stuff on it well paul and my girlfriend <laughs> but not together because you know it's not like it's near john's birthday or anything we only do that near john's birthday <laughs> team up got you got team up all right and i guess that's it we're out we're out we're out out